Hello, and welcome back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michael. How's everybody doing? Back with some more lottery winners. Yeah, buddy, dude, it was, you know, it's kind of backed by popular demand. I thought that the, the, this part two was going to be the conclusion, mm-hmm. but then people liked it, and then people kept sending us more of them. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to keep going with this. I, I like it. I also like how for part one, we just did one, and then for part two, we yeah. did two people. In part three, guess what? We got three stories. We told y'all after part one, there was a lot more of these, and yeah. <laughs> as you can see, there's more cases each time we do this. So I guess part four, we'll have four of them. <laughs> Right. Part, like, 30 will just be rattling off names of people that won. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then John Dixon died, and then, uh, yeah, he won the lottery, and then, yeah, he's dead. Right. <laughs> won the lottery. We'll just be rattling off dates and uh, right. obituaries. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we got three cases for you this week. Um, and, the, and the last one, we'll kind of send you out. I think this I think this might conclude it. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think we it might, should. I think it's yeah, good. I think it should. We can't continue just lottery. This can't become the lottery winner podcast. Right, right, right. We got other have things to change to the logo about. to like a you know a scratch off ticket or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have we'll have like a scratch off tickets flying out the van window in our logo or something like that. Yeah. So I made <laughs> I, I made the third the third case of this last episode of the lottery winners. The conclusion I made it. We'll send you out feeling good. It's kind of a feel good story for the third one. That's right. So. That's what we try to do, anyways. We try to send you out yeah. feeling good. So should we dive into part three of Unlucky Lotto Winners? Let's do it, man. we got plenty to talk about. All right. Let's $30. $30. $30. $30. $30. Holy fuck. 30 60 90 $120, $150 right down there. That's not counting this top. So we'll start off this week's set of cases with Michael Todd Hill, who was actually arrested this week. This is one of those rare occurrences where we do a case that is kind of ongoing right now. This just broke, and this is part of the reason why we're doing another episode of Lottery Winners is because people started sending us this article that just, you know, articles about this guy who Mm -hmm. was just arrested. He won the lottery in 2017, and now he's been arrested for murder. Yeah, this is crazy. Wins the lottery and then kills someone. Right, it's a, it's the, this is a twist, right? We're typically yeah, used to the lottery twist. winner being the victim, but this guy uh, got everything he thought he wanted, and then he still wanted to kill somebody for some reason. But it still goes along the lines of someone winning the lottery and then their life going downhill from there. Like it, it turns right. out bad, you know. But I mean, he did he did okay, I guess, for three years, right? Yeah, because he. And it also proves that you don't have to be a good guy to win the lottery. Oh no, he, of he had not. a quite a cr- an extensive cr- criminal past, and then it still 
continued even after winning the lottery. He had his worst crime yet. Right. What does that What does that so. say for people who believe in karma? You know, it's it's kind of right. the world is random, people. The world is random. It's random, but ultimately, if you believe in karma, you'd go, well, look at the end. At the end, he still got what what was coming to him, karma wise. Yeah, he won the lottery, but then he still he's going to be in prison the rest of his life now. Well, potentially, yeah. We can't we we can't say that he's he's been arrested for murder, so we have to put an asterisk next to that. He's not been convicted yet. He's still innocent until proven guilty, right? Because he was literally just arrested this week, and they still have to do. We'll, we'll get to it, but he's in jail. He's he's you know been charged with murder, but he hasn't been convicted yet. It's, it's just breaking this week. So. Okay. So let's dive into it. In 2017, Michael Todd Hill was a nuclear power plant worker from Brunswick County, North Carolina. There you go. Yep. Closer to the beach. Yeah. Is that pretty how, how is that pretty far from you? Uh it's a couple out it's a couple hours. It's a little closer to the beach. Um maybe actually maybe about four or five hours. Because it mentions uh Shalot in here later on. And I actually played a uh baseball tournament there when I was like twelve or thirteen years old, and I remember it was awful. I mean it was like a freaking heat wave, bro. It was like a hundred degrees. Uh. It's so humid. Like, none of us wanted to be there. We lost the first game of the tournament by one run, and we were like, good, we're out of here. Fuck this place. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it was It was that miserable. Like, nobody wanted to play. It was that awful. Right. <clears throat> but. You just, like, intentionally dropped the ball. You're like, I'm going home. Fuck this. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what is a single elimination? I don't need this shit. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead right. and uh, <laughs> take this third strike and head to the back to the bench. Right. <laughs> yeah, So so Michael Todd Hill... Working in a nuclear power plant, who knows what kind of radiation he was exposed to there, you know? Oh, that's a good point. I just think of Chernobyl. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe that played into his uh, his issues. I could. Don't know. It could play into your but, psyche over time. Right. So he was married to a woman uh, with instructional design bu- in, uh, with an instructional design business. So she owned her own business. He, he's living in Brunswick County, North Carolina. Um, his life was changed, however, when he bought a $10 million scratch-off lottery ticket and won, or bought a scratch-off ticket and won $10 million, right. uh, in the in the lottery in 2017. He'd done this many times before, but this time was different. He said, quote, I have a strategy when it comes to scratching, of course, don't they all? Of course. Uh, and you know what? Only one in millions wins, and every single one of those millions has a strategy. So stop acting like your strategy made you win. You just got lucky. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you know what the strategy does? It just uh, puts off the keeps dis- you coming back. Well, not only that, but it puts off the disappointment for as long as possible. Yeah, it, the, right. everyone's strategy is don't scratch off the important squares first. Just scratch off right. the corners. Scratch off around here. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever yeah. it is. I know different scratch off works different ways, but it's always like yeah. go at it slow. Right? Take small bites because then you still have something to look forward to, which is really why you're buying the lottery ticket. It's for that rush, mm-hmm. and the longer that rush lasts. The, the more fun you have, right? Before you get right. to that disappointment of, oh, I lost again, or I just barely won my money back, <laughs> right. you know, which is what typically happens. Yeah, and I, I say this as a person who has a strategy when it comes to um, playing poker machines. Mm-hmm. I play Deuces Wild, and I do have a strategy, and it does work. So oh, I can't tell you guys, because right. then Vegas would just... I mean, I live in Vegas, so I, we depend on you guys coming and losing your money here. I can't tell you my strategy, but right. I do con- consistently make money from playing... The slot machine. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I sound like such an idiot. You sound like a douche. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I win. Uh, you guys won't. But it's such a come stupid basic system. Yeah. It's it's such a stupid ba- basic uh, system that I'm sure many people use. But it does help to, <laughs> I think, raise your odds a little bit. 
Okay. It just has to do with when you bet more and when you don't bet more. You know, like, I'll just give the system, fuck it. So, <laughs> yes. I start by Inside. playing a quarter, right? I'm playing deuces. I'm yeah. playing a quarter. Okay. And then uh, I, I play a quarter until a hand happens where no deuce comes out on the initial draw and when I hit, you know, so you get the initial five set of cards, you hold what card you want. If I get no deuces on the first set and then I, I hit draw and I get no deuces again, then I go up in my bet. So I'll go from 25 cents to $1.25, hoping that on the next hand and, and knowing statistically I have a better chance the next hand of getting a deuce to come out since I just didn't, you're playing, you know, odds. Right. Essentially. You, you're choosing when to bet higher as opposed to just betting higher every time. I see what you're saying. Um, Okay, yeah. that's a good. Usually, strategy. if you get a if you have a hand or two where you don't get a deuce, a deuce is coming. So you raise your bet at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, hoping that you'll get at least one deuce and get your money back. If not, multiple deuces and then win big. You know. Okay, that's a good strategy. I like it. Once I started doing that, I started winning more consistently. So, but okay. I just sound like a gambling addict right now. It's not out of control, people. Okay. Right. Calm down. Relax. It's just I just use your Patreon money for right. my my <laughs> whimsical gambling. That's all. Right. That's all. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. It's so right convenient. Now. Michael's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do what? I'm not funding your gambling habit. Everyone leaves Patreon. Oh. And you're just sitting here <laughs> right. looking at me like I'm a, an a-hole. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, Lauren. I just throw five I throw five bucks in every now and then. It's no big deal. Right, right. Like I said, if I, if I lived in California and I had scratch-off tickets, it'd be a way bigger problem. That's for sure. Oh, dude, the scratch-off tickets are so easy. But so are, so are playing uh, poker machines in Vegas. I mean, they're in the grocery store. I mean... You can literally yeah, stop wherever you want. Dude, that's where they get me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's I can't the have convenient. cash on me. Like if, yeah. if I have cash on me, it's most likely going in. Oh yeah, it's too convenient. I'm not going to get cash out just to play usually, but you know, if I have a couple bucks on me, it's like, well, what better am I going to do with this? Yeah, exactly. Get exactly. it to charity or something. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to buy half of my Starbucks drink. Like what? Right. Are, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, so Michael. Uh, he said that he had a strategy when it comes to scratching. He said, quote, I start with the corners. When I got to the dollar symbol, I knew I won something. I saw the one, then the zero, and it still didn't hit me. But then I saw the M. My heart dropped Uh-oh. down to my toes, and I lost my breath. So he knew that he'd won big, this scratch-off that he'd been waiting for his whole life. He went inside the store that sold him the ticket, called his wife, and told her to pack her bags because we just won $10 million. Yeah. That's that phone call that everyone wants to make, right? Oh, my God. Babe, quit your job right now. Walk up to your boss. Tell him to suck it yeah. and walk out because <laughs> yeah. I just won $10 million. Right. Flip something off his desk if you want to. Flip the whole fucking desk. Like, right. just... you, ever seen, you ever seen videos of those, those, those fake scratch-offs, people giving one of their friends or family members one of those fake scratchers that oh. says they won 50K or a million dollars or whatever? Oh, my God, no. Actually, one of my coworkers gave his boss one of those at where you used to work in our department. Yeah. I won't say names, but one of our coworkers gave one of our bosses. I think it was your boss, actually. Oh, your former boss. Figures. He gave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, That's but awesome. yeah, I've seen videos where people like lose their shit. They're like, "I just won," you know, and they're jumping around. It makes you wonder: has any has that ever happened where someone got one of those fake ones, think they won, and then like quit their job on the spot, like told their boss to fuck off, and then just to realize in the parking lot that it says like "redeem to Santa Claus" or something? <laughs> that has definitely happened. I'm gonna go out. Right, and it's had to have happened. Yeah. Those, those cards have costed some jobs, I'm sure. Somebody said a lot of shit they couldn't take back over a fake lottery right. ticket. No doubt. <laughs> exactly. So um, employees at this gas station said that uh, Michael, uh, Michael Todd Hill would often stop by this gas station and play, and he seemed like a nice guy. Quote, this is life-changing, Hill said. Wow, just wow. He ended up choosing the lump sum and took home just over $4 million. Now, I know we've talked about the lump sum situation and how we would take it 
Mm-hmm. The more I, the more of these I've studied, though, the more I'm starting to think there's a common denominator in that they all take the lump sum. A lot of times they burn through it really quickly, and they're left with nothing, and that's when bad shit happens, or they get robbed or whatever. Right. But I think if you had that steady money coming in every month, you have that to look forward to each month. And it, it would pro- I think that would help your, mind, your mindset, right. and it would help you not spend, just blow all the money right away. And it also might help you not get robbed as well if people find out that you're getting the, you know, that money coming in as opposed I, to just having this huge chunk of money sitting around. Right. I think it's just the time period. It depends. Like, if it's like you get the, you're going to get all the money over the course of five to ten years, I'd say, okay, yeah, maybe. But if it's like it's going to take me 20, it's like 25 years, right? years to get this payoff, I'm like, I don't know. A lot can happen in that time. You know, this lottery yeah. could collapse. It, I don't, what kind of, yeah, what kind of, how does it work as far as if I died next week, is my family going to continue to get that money or is it just that's it? Exactly. Kaput? Exactly. And I think that they're just not willing to take that chance. Yeah. They're just not. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think we'd still, I, I think I'd still take the loan. It'd be just too tempting not to just take the money. Just give me my money now. Yeah, I just, just want money. And then I'll set up some sort of situation. I'll convince myself that I'll, I'll, I'll be careful with it, but right. who knows? But you won't. I mean, who knows? Nah, until you you have probably money. will. You're you're pretty good. You're pretty good with money, man. You probably make some crazy purchases up front. Maybe pay off some stuff, and then yeah. then you can just coast, man. It's all about your priorities in life and what what makes you happy, you know. And I think you figure yeah, that out true. real quick. What? That yeah, is. it's not for me. It's not buying things. Um, I, I I'm able to have money in the bank and not go out and buy stupid shit all the time. I just kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I, I look at life as like you need you know hobbies, goals, things like that to aren't really money related better yourself in a different way that's kind of what keeps me excited right the money just gives you the freedom to be able to do the things that you want to yes, do yes exactly yeah. I, I love the idea that having money in the bank that you can if you want to go on a vacation on a whim you can or right whatever if you if there is something you feel like you want or need you can just buy it not not talking about something huge you know like a fancy car or something like that but right. like like my wife your microwave just all the time just buys <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah that if that if something breaks you can just pay for it right, you don't have right. to worry about it that type of shit is nice too yeah yeah for sure but if you won the lottery that that you know and you had that kind of money sitting around it didn't matter what breaks at that point your house breaks you just buy a new house yeah fuck this house <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> yeah so after collecting his huge prize michael todd hill reportedly uh, returned to the store to give the woman who'd sold him the winning ticket two thousand dollars. Right on. Uh, that's, that's good. That's a good amount. I mean, that's that's nice. That's nice. But you did, you did win ten million. I feel like two thousand is almost an insult. Yeah, but he doesn't know her anything. Percentage. She, she just works. He doesn't there. have to give her anything. She, You're right. Yeah. You're right. She just grabbed the ticket on top of the roll. You know what I'm saying? She didn't do anything. Probably not like right. she went through there and was sniffing them. Like, mm, this is it. This is it. Here you go. You know. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. And the fact that uh, he came back the next week and did that, like she probably already kind of like moved past it, and then all of a sudden he shows up and he's like, "Oh, I didn't think I was getting anything," and all of a sudden I got two thousand dollars. That's cool though, two thousand dollars. That's a lot man. of money to a person that works at a gas station too. Right on, that's dude. probably like a month's pay or something. Yeah, you don't know how how much that probably helped her. Right. Now, as we kind of briefly alluded to though earlier, Michael Todd Hill had quite a criminal history prior to winning the lottery he wasn't necessarily a good dude i don't know maybe he changed because a lot of this history was was a long time prior to him winning the lottery he might have grown as a person and gotten better but judging by what just recently came out and the reason we're covering this probably not probably still a bad guy mm. um because uh he was convicted of felony felony breaking and entering in november uh, of 1988 in sampson county larceny over 200 dollars and misdemeanor breaking and entering on october of 1988 so um but you have to look. So the prior month he had been break, he broken broken entered two months in a row. Right. 
Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just going to say, man, a lot of these offenses are 20 plus years old, though. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he I, I, there, you could say he's grown, right? Absolutely. By 2007, when he wins the lottery. However, what just came out this week and why we're covering this case would lead you to believe no, he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I mean, the circumstances, right? Allegedly. Kind of hard to overlook that. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he he did get charged with it, you know, but he still has to go through trial. Right. Um. So that's far from the end. So he also uh, was charged with receiving stolen goods in August of 1989, larceny over $200, felony breaking and entering, and misdemeanor breaking and entering in February of 1989, larceny over $200 and breaking and entering vehicles in October of 1991, uh, worthless check on October of 1991 in Hanover County, worthless check. So he's given out bad checks all through the early 90s, mm-hmm. and armed robbery on in June of 1992, according to the North Carolina Department of Public Safety. So he went on quite a spree there from 88 until 92, basically. And right. then he kind of seems to go quiet for a long time. Right. Um, until recently. Well, he wins the lottery in 07. That's the, you know, the other big news about him. So from 92 to 2007... Pretty quiet. Doesn't have any criminal charges. Right. Wins the lottery in 2007. And then this past week, literally this past Tuesday, he was arrested after 23-year-old Kiana Graham was found dead in his his hotel room the previous morning, Monday, July 20th, 2020. So this just occurred this past week. He's now 52 years old. Um, and this is kind of how the story goes. Sunday the 19th, Hill checked in alone at the Sure Stay Hotel in Shellet. How do you Shalot. say that? Shalot, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Is that the place where you played that tournament? That is it. So I'm not okay. yeah, I'm not sure if that's in Brunswick County or not, but Shalot, yeah. Oh gosh, that was okay. a miserable place in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he, he killed this woman because he was just so hot. Yeah. It's it just, a, just so sweaty in here. That's <laughs> really frustrated. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um so yeah, he checks in alone at the Sure Stay Hotel on the nineteenth. Um he missed his checkout time at eleven AM the next day. So a housekeeper went upstairs to knock on his door. When Hill didn't answer, the employee went in and discovered Kiana Graham's motionless body. Now, the hotel didn't know who she was. She didn't check in with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this, so this woman's body's found, and the last person that was staying in that room and just never checked out was Michael Hill. So right. pol- police were called, and Michael Hill was taken into custody on Tuesday. None of the staff had seen Graham prior to their horrifying discovery, according to the hotel's manager. Hill and Graham had an on-and-off relationship, according to Detective John Holman. She was a prison correction officer who had previously worked for a program helping people with mental disabilities. So he knew her. So he had he was so it's kind of easy to draw the lines there. He checks into the hotel. They know that he was the last person in there, along with Graham. Um, and then they also find out that they had a history yeah. as well. So it, I wonder how much really, of a history because she wasn't but twenty-three years old. Right. You know. I mean, how long is he? How long was he with her? I don't know, been hooking up with her, or it seems like maybe it was one of those things where he's married, and then he goes and meets this woman at the hotel, and they, you know, they have affairs together and whatnot. I don't know if it was, it it was probably just about sex. I don't know how she ended up dead. If things got out of control, maybe they liked, he liked forceful sex, and he choked her a little too long. Who knows? I'm just speculating, obviously. Right. I'm sure more will come uh, out soon. Yeah, because also we're still awaiting an autopsy right. as we speak. So, right. Um, and as we're as you hear this, think more news could have broken because we're recording this on Sunday. You guys won't get this until Wednesday as you're listening. So, more news could have broken. Just keep that in mind. If you look into this case, we're recording Sunday, so we don't know what could have broken by the time you hear this. Exactly. 
Um, so Hill has been charged with murder and is being held without bond. Despite his recent lotto win, he claimed he couldn't afford a lawyer and has been appointed a public defender. So <laughs> burned through that $4 million that he'd gotten. After taxes, he, he, he got about $4 million after he took the lump sum and then it got taxed. Or maybe he so thinks he's in three it, years. Maybe he thinks he's dead in the water, and he's like, "I'm not blowing my money on this." Hey, that's a good point. You know, he's why like, would you? Doesn't matter you how that, good my lawyer is. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, if lawyers can make a big difference, if you if you're willing to spend a ton of money, yeah, that's true too. That's but true. maybe there's just there maybe there's just like undeniable physical evidence there to where it's just like, yeah, they got me dead to rights. There's no way, right, right, getting out of it. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, so some of friends and family talked about uh, talked about Kiana Graham and what a great person she was. "Quote: She could smile, and you'll start smiling." Tiana Smith, who went to high school with Graham, said, "You could be having a bad day, and she'll come up to you. She doesn't even have it to say anything. You just start smiling once you see her." <laughs> um, police say that the investigation is ongoing, and they are awaiting uh, the results of an autopsy, as we briefly mentioned. So that's where we are with that one right now, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You want to dive into an uh, an advertisement before we go to our next case? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's talk about our newest sponsor, Raycon. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates, your children, etc., are listening to. In my case, I can listen to my murder documentaries and watch them on my laptop while keeping an eye on my kids while they are watching something else more appropriate for children and have my earbuds in. That's so handy. It's so nice. Yeah, I got my Raycons in, and I'm listening to you know whatever heinous crimes are going on on the on the screen on my laptop. Right. And the kids have no clue. You know, they think I'm just watching. Right. Uh, They're sitting right beside. Yeah, you. They think I'm watching Paw Patrol with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Everyone's everyone's right. happy. <laughs> Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. We got ours about two weeks ago in the mail, thanks to Raycon for that, and I am loving them, man. They are definitely a game-changer when it comes to just doing yard work, working out, I'll talk a little bit more about working out with yes. them in a, in a minute, but yeah, how, how you loving yours? They're so convenient, like the, how yeah, how quick they connect and everything. You just open the pack, you put them in your ears, and you're ready to go. Yeah, I love that the I love that the case charges them for you. I've I've only had to charge the case one time, and the, every time I put my earbuds back in the case, it charges them up again. So it's just like charging is almost never a problem. They're they're definitely the best fitting. I have kind of I feel like I have odd shaped ear holes. I don't know, but they they always they also have different sizes in there as well, which I think is important because everyone's ear holes I think are different, but they stay in they stay in no matter what I'm doing. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Wearing my Raycon everyday E25s while working out lately has been a game changer for me. No wires getting caught up and pulling the earbuds out of my ears. They stay up in my ears no matter what I'm doing. So yesterday I was jumping rope with my E25s in and perfect. Didn't come out. Nice. Um, no that was problems. a gamble. No interruptions. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the ultimate test, right? Jumping rope or, or yeah. running. But jumping rope, I think even more because you're bouncing up and down repeatedly. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during uh, video calls. I, I also like the, the look of them as well. I'm not a big fan of the some of the competitors, the way that they kind of dangle down. 
Like right. They're so visible. These yeah. are a little, they just look like regular earbuds with no wires coming out of them. Right. They fit perfectly very in that stylish. opening of your ear. They're very discreet. Yeah. yeah I like that. The too. company was co founded by Ray J and other celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Rich the Kid are obsessed with Raycons. So here's the call to action for all the creepers out there. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash creeper. That's buyraycon.com slash creeper for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash creeper. All right, on to our next case. Uh, Another unlucky lotto winner. This time we got Jeffrey Dampierre, who was born March 24th, 1966 in Chicago. He shares a birthday with The Undertaker and Peyton Manning. Quite a coupling there. Seriously, <laughs> didn't the Undertaker like just retire? Like Did officially, he? I think he like just. Dude, that dude's. Yeah, he's been around forever. If he just retired, man. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah, he was surprisingly damn. doing pretty well. I thought for a while. Well, he's the Undertaker, you know. Yeah, that's true. He's probably already dead. He's probably been dead for years. Right. Right. That's what he said. He's been telling us that. You know, I'm not a big, big uh, professional wrestling guy, but I, th- I always thought his character was pretty cool. I, yeah, I liked I liked the Undertaker. I also liked Kane too. I liked those matches. Right. Just, you just, I mean, Sting, because, remember Sting? Oh, of course, coming down from the rafters, right. badass. Yeah, that that yeah. that was the best. That was the golden age of wrestling, in my opinion. You know, yeah. you had Rey Mysterio, you had the Big Show, you had the Rock, Sting, uh, Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Damn, I wonder remember what the he's spear up to he now. used to do. Dude, the spear was badass. You, you gotta you gotta if you were fighting him. Or you had a match against him that next night, and you saw that written in the script. You got to be like, "Fuck, I'm getting speared tomorrow." God damn! Goldberg's it. been doing TV shows and shit. You didn't know that? <sighs> no, I did not. He, I think, I want to say he he was hosting some kind of a, a game show where you tested your physical abilities. Like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but there's a lot of shows like that. But yeah, it right. was one of those where a bunch of athletes come in and then they they compete. Oh, he was a host. Yeah, he was the host. Oh, okay. Wow. I, didn't think I think he he's would. doing something else too. I forget, but I think he's doing something else real recently. But maybe co-host of something. But oh, okay. Hmm. And then Peyton Manning, of course, um, Captain Big Head, right? Uh, Porpoise-looking <laughs> Hall of Fame QB, right? I think I think he's better at commercials, honestly. That's Legend, that's legend has something. it his forehead's still growing as we speak. Right. <laughs> Pretty soon they'll just start advertising the commercials he's on right on his forehead. You won't. You <laughs> won't even have to talk. It'll just be like zooming in on his forehead the entire thirty seconds. <laughs> you know, he's one of the great modern characters in the NFL, though. Like, uh, just the personality-wise, he's—he has a, a really good show um, on ESPN. I think it's like a premium show; you have to pay for it. But okay, um, they've released some episodes for free, and uh, it's—he kind of like covers the history of the NFL and goes around with meets meets with different characters. Yeah, you know, from the NFL. Um, it's called Peyton's Places, I think. I have really seen good a preview show. for that. I've seen it like a trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Like he he goes to like the factory where they make footballs and talks to the people that make footballs every day, and then he'll go like meet with, you know, a Hall of Fame kicker that kicked in a really weird way, and like try the stuff that he try he tries to do the things that those people do. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty good. And it's because it's Peyton Manning. He's funny and he makes it entertaining. So he's a good conversationalist. He really is. He kind of found yeah. his niche with that. Yeah, there was one episode he did where that he was uh, he met with old-time quarterbacks and then you know they had like crappy equipment like the the guy who invented the flak jacket or whatever what protects your midsection from hits yeah like this old crappy flak jacket that they used to wear he put it on and then he had uh, a baseball player like hitting him with a bat to see how much it protected him Ooh, peyton did it was pretty good yeah how did he fare yeah he was fine oh 
I mean, the guy wasn't really laying into him, you know. Oh, okay. It wasn't like Bryce Harper letting him have it. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got you. Right. So um, Jeffrey Dampier, who was, as we mentioned, born in 1966 in Chicago, he was an average guy, but he always wanted to be rich like the rest of us. His dream had always been to be a successful business owner. He grew up on Chicago's west side, and after high school, he was unable to afford college, so he went into the Army where he became a mechanic. When he was discharged, he went to a community college, and there he met his first wife, Deborah. They had two kids. Um, he had two kids from a previous relationship, and she had three, so they had sort of a Brady Bunch situation going on. Okay. Um, they would marry him and Deborah and become a big, happy, blended family of seven for a while. Then in 1996, um, things changed. At that time, he was struggling to pay bills for his large family. He was working as a security guard. Um, when he hit the lottery, the Illinois lottery in 1996 for a staggering $20 million, Damn. one of the bigger prizes that we've covered. Yes, it is. Um, he was loaned locally as a very generous man. And with his newfound wealth and success, he regularly splashed on his friends and family, a little overboard with, uh, sharing. I thought he was one of the more generous winners we've also covered. You know, he's right. just kind of like more generous, everybody out. more generous than Abraham. You think it's, it's arguable. Um, oh, wow. He basically took his wife's uh, – he meets this new woman and marries her, as we'll get to, and then he basically carries her whole family. Um, so it's not even like blood close relatives he's known a long time. It's like he meets a woman and then her sisters, like he just moves them into his house and all this stuff and is paying for their lives. Wow. Oh, and that ended true. up that's coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, in that way, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's more of a long-term commitment to helping someone with the money. That's Yeah, I'd say that is more more generous. Yeah. yeah, I'd say give them one one little like lump sum. Yeah, as as you, you when you win the lottery, like give a family member that and be like, hey, when you when you're done with that, don't come back for more. This is all you get. Right, <laughs> that's right. what I would do. Use it wisely. I'm not going to pay your monthly bills for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, even with their newfound wealth, um, they couldn't stay happily married. Jeff and Deborah, his first wife, they would end up getting divorced not too long after winning the lottery. They would end up splitting the money fifty fifty. So there goes a. Uh, half of his lottery winnings after the tax man took more than half. Right. So it gets whittled down quick. You know, even though he won 20 million, who knows what he's got left? Probably a handful of five. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably got 5 million left after splitting it with his wife, splitting it with the tax man and just keeps getting chunked off and being very generous with it as well. Um, So not long after getting divorced from his first wife, Deborah, he meets a woman named Crystal Jackson and marries her quickly. Two years after meeting Crystal, they moved to Tampa Bay together once in Florida, Jeff used the money to invest in a popcorn business called Cassie's Gourmet Popcorn, based in Tampa Bay's Channelside Entertainment District. So quite a way to invest right. your lottery winnings, How opening that a popcorn. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it necessarily failed. I, did it, it did probably it fail? didn't. No. Yeah, I think it was doing okay. But I mean, how what's, much money could you really make from selling popcorn? Dude, I, mean, I get it's gourmet popcorn, but. What's that chain in Vegas? It's like Popcorn Girl or something like that. There was a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. They're in like strip malls and stuff. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I take it back. I think you could. It makes sense. You could make money doing because popcorn yeah. is dirt cheap. Yes. So you you get some popcorn and then you get some dirt cheap toppings to to put on top of it and then you charge a premium like eight bucks a well, thing this, or whatever. This gourmet popcorn and stuff like it's no joke, man. They got so many flavors and it's not like the it's not like the popcorn that you would get at the store or at the movies where the kernels and shit are getting stuck in your teeth. Like that shit's fun to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's fluffy, it's light. People that know how to make like good kettle corn and stuff, people pay yeah. people pay good money for it. I think. 
I don't know if it's uh, mm. I don't know if you're getting rich off your popcorn business, but I mean, I think there's a demand for it, especially in it must the have been a labor. District. It must have been a labor of love, you know, because he's already a millionaire. Right, right. So he must have just really had a passion for popcorn or something, and just wanted something to do with his daily life. Yeah, maybe, or maybe he liked a business. Maybe he liked. Uh, maybe he liked Cassie. Who knows? You know? Well, Cassie was his daughter. Right? I think he named the the business after his daughter, Cassie. Oh, well, even more so. He's probably planning on leaving that to her. You there know? you. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. He was yeah. setting up his his children with their own business with, to run. Yeah, with some long term wealth instead of just giving them money and where they could live right. off of for the rest of their life. Yeah. And maybe it was even uh, Cassie's idea. Maybe she really loved popcorn, and he's like, you know what? Let's open you a business. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He was like, why not? I got plenty of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Jeffrey then moved Crystal, his new wife, um, her two sisters, down to Tampa to live with them, Victoria and Terry Jackson. With no means of their own, Jeff took care of both sisters' finances and continued to buy presents for many of their family members, especially Victoria Jackson. Shit. Uh, for I'd good ha- reason, because he was having an affair with her, Victoria. I would not be taking care of them. I would be putting their asses to work at that popcorn store, but y'all better be getting some <laughs> scooping some popcorn. Y'all gonna earn your living out here. I know, right? Like three He's now like, you got three I'd be like, wives man, pretty much you're taking care of. Seriously. It'd be like, man, I got my own family to worry about and I can't be carrying your whole family too. Yeah, seriously. With my f- few millions that I have left after getting, you know, chunked away at. That's right. Um so yeah, Victoria Jackson, one of the two sisters that he moved to Tampa with, he was having an affair with. Um, and so that complicates things a bit. A little bit. Because then you really got to buy her shit, mm-hmm. you know, to keep her quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want her exposing you yeah. to uh, your wife, who's her sister. Right. That could really <laughs> cause some strife. You think. <laughs> then then guess what? You're losing half of your what you got left again, and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It just keeps getting split 50-50 until he's got nothing. Yeah. Yep. So he bought Victoria Jackson and her boyfriend an apartment. So she has a boyfriend. He's married to her sister, and they're having this affair. So to keep her quiet, I think, a big part of it, he's paying for her apartment with her boyfriend. Yeah. However, Victoria's greedy boyfriend, Nathaniel, coincidentally also called Jackson. So her boyfriend, his last name was also Jackson. Oh, Um, jeez. They were not related. Um, He was still not satisfied with, you know, this guy paying for their apartment that wasn't enough and it makes me wonder if maybe he find out he found out about the affair he was aware of it dude i think not only was he aware of it i think this was a plan altogether i think victoria was like listen just let me right. let me be with this guy on the side for a little while until he can get us what we need and then we'll we'll start our life together you right know? and yeah, we'll drop Nathaniel this guy. may have may have even pushed her to to get with him to try and get closer to that money exactly exactly yeah. And so that's where this, this uh, evil scheme starts to hatch um, with the Jacksons. On a Tuesday night on July 26th of 2005, a dark and sinister plot was born in the minds of the Jacksons after Victoria called the good-natured Jeff to their apartment. Nathaniel jumped him and tied his hands with shoelaces. Testimony given in court later would report that Jeff was hustled into the back of Jackson's van at gunpoint, at which point Nathaniel Jackson uh, allegedly pulled the trigger uh, delivering a fatal gunshot wound to Jeff's head. That story would then be found to be false. It was a little bit different than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also alleged that Jeffrey Dampierre had started an affair with Victoria, as we'd mentioned, when she was only 15, though. We find that out. So she was only 15 when this affair started. Um, oh. And that he also paid for her abortion when she became pregnant at 16. This stuff Oof. starts coming out at court. So Man. this has been going on for a little while. That's... She must have still been young because oh. he had only met her sister, right, and got married to her right. a couple of years prior. So she was probably only like 19, 20 by the time this event happens. This really sheds a different light on everything, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does, right? Oof, it makes it real sketch. Just mm-hmm. on both sides of this, on both sides of the story. It's like it yeah, sucks what it, happened it, to Dampierre, but I mean, dude, you're messing with a 15-year-old? In a way, it kind of sucks for what happened with, it sounds crazy, but with Victoria as well, because she, she in court, broke down and was acting as though she was caught between the middle, between a guy who, you know, had this power over her when she was a teenager and was having sexual relations with her, right. had all this money and was married to her sister. And then this guy, Nathaniel, was pushing her in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, she felt compelled to obey Nathaniel due to his obsessive and strong control over right. um, and also Jeffrey as well. Um, now things started to, the word changed about who actually pulled the trigger, um, during trial on the night of the murder, Victoria claimed that her boyfriend, Nathaniel had shouted repeatedly to shoot him at which point she did after he said, shoot him or I'll shoot you. So supposedly she actually was the one with the gun and actually pulled the trigger forced to, um, by Nathaniel, her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So that was the truth. That's what they settled on. Yeah. That seems to be the truth is that she pulled the trigger, but she was, pretty much forced to he said that either she does it or i'm going to kill you gotcha okay so but either way they were both involved they're both going down you know they both were there when they was killed and also it if it turned out that the other sister was also there was also present at the time oh terry jackson was also present for the murder gosh i wonder how old terry was did you ever find that anywhere no no i bet she was even younger right it's possible Hmm. That is a strange situation, man. Yeah, so although it was established at the trial that Victoria was being controlled by both men and felt compelled to obey Nathaniel due to his obsessive and strong control over her, she was given a life sentence as well for the murder. Nathaniel was found guilty of murder and also given a life sentence. So they both went down for that. And it's just another case where the money, everyone knowing you have that kind of money, mm-hmm. some evil schemes can be uh, plotted up to... Uh, take you out to try and get their hands on it yeah for sure what a twisted thing that's such a florida story right there if they'd have stayed in illinois none of that shit would have happened they'd have been too cold they'd be like let's just stay in our house and just stay warm and right. everybody be happy it also goes to show that uh the money follows you and so does uh everyone knowing you have the money so like we've talked about oh i would just move away from where i won the lottery yeah well he did he moved down to tampa yeah but and, the problem uh, was he took all these people that knew he won the lottery with yep, him. exactly, like, and we're dependent on him and yeah. probably tired of being dependent on him and just wanted the money for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And also may have hated him for doing what he had done, you know, getting with her at such a young age. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know how much that. of a willing participant she was in that, but how much can you be when you're 15? How, how much of that is even... How much is uh, There's a reason we have those laws, you know? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So... And let's finish out this series, as we uh, kind of talked about at the beginning, with a, a more of a feel-good story. This yeah. story, I think you guys will like. It'll give you a good laugh, and it. It, it, it ends well for once. Uh, very rare when you listen to this where things end well. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> We wanted to, to leave you guys feeling good after this long series of, of uh, unlucky lotto winners. Right. We're going to wrap this up with Bill Morgan. Bill Morgan, Australian Bill Morgan. All right, mate. <laughs> All right, mate, <laughs> who back in... This story, I love this story, and we'll have a little video clip to, to make it even better this for you. This is such an Australian story. It's just another tough-ass Australian dude that just couldn't be right. killed, right? It's just another one. <laughs> right. like, yeah. God almighty. So back in 1998, a 37-year-old Australian truck driver named Bill Morgan was involved in a truck accident that nearly crushed him. 
He miraculously survived the crash but suffered a heart attack as a result. So at 37 years old, he's in this really bad accident, mm -hmm. almost dies, and as a result of the accident, he has a heart attack at 37. Okay. He was then rushed to the emergency room and given a drug that triggered a, a severe allergic reaction in his body, ultimately causing his heart to stop beating. So he dies. Damn it. He has a heart attack after this accident, dies, the end. That's it. That, that, that felt, feel good story, right, guys? Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Right, thanks, guys. That's a great series. <laughs> See you next week. See you next. Um, so Bill Morgan had died, but in an amazing twist of fate, that wasn't the end for him. After being clinically dead for more than 14 minutes, he was revived, but remained in a coma for more than a week. Doctors advised his family to take him off life support at one point um, during that uh, week mm. of him being in a coma. They decided, however, to stick it out a little longer, and after 12 days, Bill miraculously woke up and eventually made a complete recovery. He was very fortunate to have walked away from the ordeal without any serious health problems. And with a new lease on life, Bill was optimistic about the future. He eventually got a new job and mustered up the courage to propose to his girlfriend, Lisa Wells. She happily accepted. Damn. Sometime after his engagement, Bill decided to try his luck at the lottery. He purchased a scratch-off ticket and instantly won a car. You know, maybe not as much as... Uh, of a lottery win as we'd been covering. You know, this car was yeah. worth about $17,000 at the time. Uh, just a little. It's it's kind of a funny little goofy car. It's it's nothing to write home about. But but it's a to, car to Bill. This was a huge deal. I mean, worst know? worst case scenario, why like, you flip it, you just sell it for ten grand. Now you got ten grand for buying a lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like hell no. Bill was driving that thing around, and it had it still had the big like, it had like big uh, magnets or emblems on the side that said he had won it in a scratch off. Oh I love that. that. He would just no. He was just happy as shit. Big <laughs> smile on his face, driving this car around that said he won it in a scratch. I think he, you know he was more excited about the fact that he had won it yeah. and wanted to brag about how he'd won it and so like he was never going to take those emblems off That's he just seemed true. like that type of guy i mean what a conversation starter too you know what i mean it's such an icebreaker right. you could pull up anywhere can you believe car. i fucking won this shit right <laughs> <laughs> don't give a shit it's a little was, jumper <laughs> uh, yeah bill was overjoyed um, and that's uh, that's not the end of this story. It gets even crazier. So this lucky turn of events soon caught the interest of the Melbourne news of a Melbourne news station, who decided to cover Bill's story. And this is where things get really crazy. So while they they decided they wanted to film a reenactment of him winning, so that, you right. know this is a great feel good story for the local news. There, they're like, this guy has a heart attack, dies clinically for fourteen days or whatever, mm -hmm. comes back to life, and then wins a car and a scratch off. So they go to him and they're like, hey, Bill, let's go to the gas station where you won. Let's buy you a scratch off and we'll record your reaction as if you won the car again you know right and so he's like yeah that sounds great yeah and so they go there they start filming this reenactment he buys a scratch off ticket scratches it and this happens when we asked bill to reenact buying his scratchy ticket i just won two hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> I'm not joking. I just won two hundred and fifty thousand. And he starts crying hysterically. He just cannot believe it. So he he literally wins two hundred fifty thousand dollars while reenacting, much more than the car that he had won that they were there to reenact. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a quarter of a million dollars. So this Bill guy, he's the, the unluckiest, luckiest guy. He calls himself the luckiest guy in the world. And it's hard to argue, having survived you know, a deadly car crash, a heart attack, then winning the lottery twice. So. Seriously, I want to know <laughs> what, what this guy, I want to know what this guy's up to now, you know? It's like, what right? did he end up doing? 
Well, all I can say is that I'm pretty sure he's still alive. That's that's let let's just hope Shit. he is. I, I tried to look into it, but I'm sure he kind of rode off into the sunset with his 250k and his little his cute little car with the yeah. lottery winner <laughs> yeah, stickers on the like side of it. Freaking Deadpool, bro! He's not going anywhere. <laughs> all right. This dude's immortal. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. So yeah. Can't beat the Australians down there, man. I know. Old Bill if you win the, if you're going to win the lottery, win it down in Australia, I so guess. So there you go, guys. You know, we didn't want to completely discourage you from playing the lottery, you know? Right. I just won 250000 I'm not joking. <laughs> right? So I know. Great. I love his voice. He's so calm about it at first. He's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what, what were the news people thinking? They're like, damn, this is – this. well, this just got promoted to front page. Yeah, no, they were like, right. we've just fucking hit the jackpot ourselves with this story right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost makes you wonder if they didn't right. set that up. But Make how could happen. they have? Right. I mean I, – I think they would have just pocketed it if they knew that was a $250,000. That, that news story couldn't have quite made quite as much as – <laughs> no no you're right you're right so when did that take place shit it was a while ago um okay that makes sense yeah yeah 98, 98. so this was yeah this is yeah around um the late 90s so yeah i was just looking at the video i was like looks kind of an older quality video there assuming bill's yeah, uh exactly. heart's held up over the last 20 years hopefully he's still kicking enjoying right. enjoying yeah. his two hundred fifty thousand. Right. I'm sure he is. He probably invested it well. You know, he's still driving that little gas saver. Yeah, right. You know, he's probably d- <laughs> driving it for 20, 22 Threw years. Threw that bag yeah, of money in the hatch of that beast. Yeah. Rode off into the sunset. <laughs> With things that said, Bought I want a lot of Vegemite, mate. Oh, for sure. Can make so many Vegemite sandwich with that. Right. <laughs> All right. Should we talk some Oh My Gaia? We should, man. Now that we finally wrapped up the lottery winning series, yep. if you guys want to win the lottery of deodorants, Ooh, you I need like to that. check out Oh My Gaia. Oh My Gaia is an innovative, all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural paraben and aluminum-free organic ingredients. Guys, we have tons of scents to choose from, including our very own scent, True Crime Pine, uh, which we are very pleased with. We were honored to have that scent back when we first started working with Oh My Gaia. Still still a crowd favorite, I think. Absolutely. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I always keep a jar on hand. It will help but you get away with murder if you ha- if you do have to it, take someone out. You know, maybe they... Allegedly. Maybe they did something to a family member and... Uh, right. You know, you got no justice uh-huh. and you got to... I don't, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to encourage this kind of thing, but, you know... Right. True Crime Pine will help you get away with it. Right. Or it will just help you smell good at in stressful situations as well. That too, yeah. If you're getting oh, interrogated yeah. for a murder you didn't right. do, this will help you help you stay cool under pressure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe taking a polygraph. Right. Um, but if you're, if you're not into True Crime Pine, you don't want to be uh, that obvious, you can use scents like vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, that's one of my favorites, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, Honeysuckle, Fireside. Um, and then there's limited editions that sometimes become staples. Like I think Bergamot Amber started as a limited edition and now it's a, uh, I think it's a staple if I'm not mistaken. It's one of my wife's favorites. Uh, a lot of people like Bergamot Amber. Um, also, Barbershop. That's that's a good one. That's too. what I'm wearing Very right clean. now. Barbershop. Yeah. I like Barbershop. So clean. Man. So Very yeah, clean and fresh. Fantastic. Yeah. But because you guys are True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the word creeper. C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order 
at ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com or at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram. Do it. Right. Do it, guys. And uh, you want to talk some Patreon, talk about your other show while I look up some uh, uh, reviewers to give a shout out to? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Last week, if you missed us, we recorded a Patreon exclusive on Adrian Loya, a man who believed he was sexually harassed and then uh, decided to write a 250-page saga talking about how he was going to get his revenge and then doing exactly that, although it didn't wasn't quite as uh, theatrical as he had planned. But that is The Lawyer Wars. You can find that on patreon.com slash truecrimeguys, as well as all of our Patreon exclusives. We release one a month. I mean, how many's on there by now, Lauren? At least over 50, 60 uh, exclusives, I would say. Yeah, a so lot of them. Guys, there's a lot of them. Plenty to listen to on there. Yeah, a lot of them ranging from two to three hours long. Um, and right. plus just a bunch of other bonus recordings. You know, we've talked to listeners. We've done um, just spur-of-the-moment yes. recordings. Was Michael's called me at work, and we just ramble for a while. There's all kinds of stuff on there that you there get is. access to I got, for two bucks. That's right. And also the Higher Thoughts series is on there, the complete Higher Thoughts series, the yep. 35 episodes of Higher Thoughts with Michael. If you guys are into that sort of thing, it's it also it's, uh, it's a way to take a little break from true crime, maybe get to know us a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren is featured on an episode or two of Higher Thoughts, as well as Esther Ludlow from Once Upon a Crime. Um, we've had a, lot, we had a lot of good times with that series. And um, we've been hearing a lot lately that people have, or at least noticing more lately, we've always known this, that our best content is behind that, is behind that Patreon wall. Like, I hate to say it, but it is. I mean, we have we we, hit we let we let loose a little bit more. Casey, on there. If Ted you like Bundy, the yeah, if you like the the fun free form like joking around more stuff, you know, there's a lot of that right. on Patreon. We well because we're afforded that that yeah. you know privilege on Patreon without getting one starred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, <laughs> we we know that if you've if you're if you're there listening to it, that you're you're beyond the first time listener. That's real judgmental right off the bat. You already like us. That's why you're there, and so we that's feel correct. you know like less afraid to be ourselves on there and let them be a little less professional. Not that we're not still exactly. like, respectful of the, we're, we're still respectful of the victims and everything that we talk about, but it's just more, you know, off the cuff talk and stuff like that on there. So exactly. And guys, that's patreon.com slash true crime guys for two bucks a month. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And for five bucks a month, you um, get the gold sticker, which I just sent out a crap load yesterday. So if you've been waiting, wait no longer this week, it should be out to you. They are on their way. Yes. And guys, and if that's still not enough True Crime Guys productions for you, we have a whole nother show called Strange and Unexplained, where we tackle unsolved and missing persons cases. And you guys can find that wherever podcasts are available. You can just search True Crime Guys in whatever engine you're you're listening to right now, and you should pull it up. Strange and Unexplained. You'll see two Velociraptors on the cover art. You can't miss it. Uh, it's very hard. It's very hard to miss it, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I picked it. That's that's two two Velociraptors. I took a picture of at a truck stop in Arizona. So, <laughs> in Heck case yeah. you guys were wondering, uh, I just saw that and I was like, this is this is the perfect cover art. But strange and unexplained, guys. It's a true crime guys production. It's produced a little different. It's not a conversational style. Um, it's more breaking down the case using audio from uh, newscast and nine one one calls and different things. And then also, Lauren has a segment of the show called The Lauren Synopsis. So if I get to the end of the episode and I still ain't making any sense, you guys get to hear it from Lauren, and he kind of sums it up. You know, it's it's kind of a, in my opinion, it's a great way to get a very rounded view 
of these cases that we do. It's a yeah, I think it's a cool concept because I have no I have not heard the episode. I have no idea what Michael's take on things are. I study yes. he sends me the case, I study it and then I give like a anywhere from 2 to 10 minute synopsis, my thoughts on the case, yeah. who I think may or may not be guilty, yada yada, like what happened in this unsolved situation or whatever. And so it's kind of cool because you you hear my unfiltered take on it without uh, having heard Michael's take and he hasn't heard my take. So he doesn't hear it until he gets it from me. So it's kind of right. kind of different. I don't know how many podcasts have done something along those lines where you, you know, they're not, you're not getting any influence from the other person at all. No, I may or may not be saying the exact same thing Michael said, or I may be saying something completely different than Mike. I might have a completely different take that Michael doesn't expect. So that's right. And I I like to listen to that while I'm, because I don't, I don't listen to it until I'm putting the show together. Um, before it's being released, I listen to it all together, and then I get to hear Lauren's synopsis, and then I get to kind of give some feedback on that synopsis as well. Yeah. Which is, like I said, it's, I think it's a good way. It's good the the, the listener benefits the most, honestly, because you get to hear these different takes, these different sides. Yeah. Uh, but that's strange and unexplained, and. And a couple, also of your, a, a couple of your most, sorry to interrupt, but a couple of your most recent episodes have been, if you've been enjoying the Netflix re- reboot of Unsolved Mysteries, you've done, you've already yes. covered, covered two different cases. The newest episode is going to be one of those, right? Where it's from that Netflix series, two cases from there. The newest one, it crazy. Is. The, one, the one that was just released Monday, because you're hearing this on Wednesday. So the one that was released Monday was on Ray Rivera, uh, which is the very first episode in the Unsolved Mysteries reboot. I had to do it. Uh, check out that first episode. It's so strange. Strange. Uh, a man who allegedly jumped to his death, but would have had to have been running 11 miles an hour off the top of a building. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um, which that's not unhumanly possible. I get it, but definitely a case that needs to be known, and there needs to be some answers. Um, as well as Alonzo Brooks, which I think that was episode eight. Alonzo Brooks. It's called No Ride Home. Um, also a case, and if you haven't heard, Alonzo Brooks's body has just been exhumed uh, this past week. Uh, so some there this unsolved mysteries has really shed so much light on this case that shit's actually getting done, yeah. which is exciting uh, because there's a lot there. There's got to be something there. Yeah, because he was clearly. There's, I mean, I think we can agree he was clearly murdered, and they, yet the autopsy murdered. found no proof that he was murdered. But I, mean, I just don't think they looked good enough. You know, that's why they're exhuming it. They apparently. did not. They did not. But guys, also, uh, we have a Patreon page for Strange and Unexplained as well. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Um, and on there, we have early releases. The episodes are typically released on Monday. You can get them on Thursday on the Patreon page, as well as access to two sideshows that I do, one called The Palette Cleanser and one called Strange Shorts. And those are released every other week on Monday as well, but Monday or Tuesday as well. So lots of true crime guys to listen to, guys. If you're if you like if you're a fan of true crime guys productions, we appreciate the support. And uh, tell a friend, absolutely. Know, tell a friend. Tell, tell a, a friend and go whatever. and rate and review on iTunes if you get a minute. If you haven't done so yet, um, some that have done so in the last two weeks, I want to say thank you to uh, Kitty D O three in the U S. Um, so love you guys. Nice. Uh, forget the haters. Love it. Uh, we always do. Stevel dead. In the U.S., said, great show, five stars. I can thank Esther from One, Once Upon a Crime for leading me to this show. And so we can also thank Esther for that. Thank you, Esther, for we thank, t- we talking about Esther us. We Esther so many times. Yeah, well, she has a way bigger show, and she <laughs> still you know, talks about amazing. us every now and then. And Right. Um, so we do we appreciate, appreciate that. that very much, Esther. Yeah. And she has great listeners, too. Mm-hmm. So um, True that. I want to say thank you to Excel in the U.S., said, awesome podcast, five stars. Uh 
said also that I do want to let you guys know I live not even a mile from the mass, mass murderer Ronald Gene Simmons. Man, that's the guy that I hated the most of anyone we've ever oh, studied, I think. fuck that guy. Right? Fucking Mocking, Mockingbird Hill Massacre. Yeah. That's got to be creepy as hell to, to live down the road from that farm or whatever. That book, guys, uh, I, I don't know. If there's ever a true crime book, I wouldn't recommend it. It'd be that one. Right. Got to have that a strong a stomach one. for that one. Yeah. And we got real. A. Hughes 1 in the U.S. Said, love listening. Five stars. Thank you. Uh, Hibernian in Great Britain said, binge fest. Five stars. Just discovered it and can't get enough. Thank you over there across the right pond. On. Uh, John Gilbert in the U.S. said five stars and suggested Gary Hednick that we do him. Uh, we may have to cover that one at some point. We've definitely gotten that one suggested before. Okay. Um, and then we got somebody fell on the keyboard apparently. Okay. In the U.S. Right. Said so funny, five stars. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Um, Canyon Killer in the U.S. said can't miss listening experience, five stars. Thank you. Cherry72. In the U.S. said, how did I not find this earlier? Five stars. Thank you. Because we're terrible at promoting. Thank you. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get that so often now. They're like, how do these guys been podcasting for four years and we haven't heard them? Because we post once a week. Yeah. We we try not to live on social media. We're not posting every five minutes. I can't, guys. We rely on you guys to spread the word of the podcast. We just want to put out good content and stuff you actually want to listen to. That's right. And the last one, Jim from the UK said, uh, great podcast, been listening while working from home during this pandemic. Love your sense of humor and your laugh and your terrible English accents. Fair enough. And we've talked about that, how that's so divisive. Some people love it, some people hate it. And we just realized we have to do it every now and then. We can't do it too much. Right, right, right. We still have to give the people what they want, you know? That's right. And and honestly, at this point, I think they realize that it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some things are so bad, they're good. It's, 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 just it's got thing. that Michael Scott cringiness to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so that about does it this, this, for this uh, series and this episode, guys. And next week we'll be back with uh, something other than unlucky lotto winners. So stop sending us those articles, please. Yeah, we're done with articles, those, guys. Because we can't continue it forever. Right. But we hope you guys enjoyed it. Unless there's like some serial killers killing lottery winners. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be that would be cool for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna make not, it very far. Not so though. cool for the winners, but they're no. gonna cool. be killed apparently anyway. It seems sounds like everybody that wins just about except for uh uh Mr. Uh, what was his name yeah, in Australia? Mr. Australian guy here totally blanked. Yeah, on Mr. His Bill. Name. Mr. Bill Morgan. Bill Morgan. Yes, I just won two hundred and fifty thousand. I'm not joking. <laughs> not joking, mate. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for everything and keep creeping. See you next week. Keep creeping, guys. True crime, guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army. We out here making murder, get murder, get murder. Crime, crime, crime. In the desert we like a mirage It's okay if you clicked on us Cause you thought we was true crime garage Now we ain't mad at you Sit down let us talk at you I'm talking to the creeper army We out here making better charming